0: Test, test. So, if you need to unplug the phone, that's fine. Just do a pull down. You did. The minute you hit it, we are on right. All right. Well, good morning. Welcome to House of Power Outreach. Welcome you guys in for another service and blessed time. Great to be with you and just to honor the living God. Our God is still on the throne. He's in control that God will will have the last word said and the last action done and all that has been done throughout our land. We just praise God for you and we're blessed to have you this morning to just celebrate with us in the, with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I really want to point to you quickly and I've been saying it for weeks on now just about our, our website. Go to hopochurch.org. Find out everything you need to know about the ministry uh, please comment, write. Let us know if you have any prayer requests, praise reports. Uh, we just uh, I just want to celebrate all those that we come in contact with. Um, uh, um our, our brother Justin Erty, his birthday w- was uh, on Saturday And we just blessed him and encouraged by him That he is uh, anointed of God and blessed and having a happy birthday And, and just, just that God has just shown him so much favor And we are honored to be walking in faith with him uh, We thank you guys and, and just continue I do want to pray over our land and our city with the recent events that have happened and just pray for healing and and restoration throughout our land. And if you guys just join me in prayer, Father, we just pray. We pray over this situation, circumstances, and where people are upset, and there's anger, and there's frustration, and even rightly so. And Lord God, I just pray that that there will be an, an intervention of the Holy Spirit. As the body of Christ come together, that you said, if we would humble ourselves and pray, turn from our ways, turn from what we think is right, turn from what we think is wrong and humble ourselves. Then would you heal our land? And Father, our land needs to be healed beyond just a virus, the sickness of hatred, the sickness of hurt, the sickness of pain, the sickness of of feeling defeated and unhurt. I just pray for restoration and peace O oh, word of the living God, come to our land like never before. I pray that our, as saints we sacrifice. We know the fire only falls on sacrifice, that we sacrifice our opinion, sacrifice what we think to enter into the word of God. And, and let the fire of God fall on prayer. Let the fire of God fall on worship. Let the fire of God fall on his commandments that comes out of our mouths to believe that there's a burning, there's a healing that needs to take place. Lord God, we agree. We agree that that lives are going to come together and there's going to be a power of restoration. There's going to be a power of peace. There's going to be a power of honesty and integrity like never before. And Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for doing it right now. Healing starts right now. The land turns right now for the glory of God. And Lord, we thank you. We expect, we believe the reports are going to start coming about that there's not gonna be destruction. There's gonna be healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we just I thank you for agreeing in prayer like no other. This is our time to be in agreement in prayer as well as turning you to the site of of, for our, uh, we have a donate button there. We want to invite you to give and invite you to be a part of the ministry and being a blessing uh, to us and, and to the ministry as a whole of getting the word out, getting the gospel out to telling others. Even in this time where we're spread apart, we are still all together. And and I just thank God for you and, and supporting the ministry, supporting the way we've even been able to do it now is because of our church has has continued to be strong and faithful and, and honoring God and their giving. And, and we are thankful to God for you. And God is, is going to honor you through, through him by blessing you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We're going to get into the word uh, this morning. And it's about a sower sows uh life on faith support our entire life should be on faith support should be on faith and support Uh, of of everything that we do it needs to be able to have faith behind it so mark chapter 4 verse 13 through 20 then jesus said to them do you not understand this parable then how will you understand any of the parables the farmer sows the word Some are like the seeds along the path where the word is sown as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Some are like the seeds sown on rocky ground. They hear the word and at once receive it with joy, but they themselves have no root and they remain for only a season when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away." Others are like the seed sown among the thorns. They hear the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Still others are like the seed sown on good soil. They hear the word, receive it, and produce a crop 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. If you've ever struggled to hear or even receive something, I, one of the first things you have to do is like, God... Help me to be good soil. Help me to be where this truth can fall on me. I ain't seen there were times where people were so uh, frustrated or devastated about what was going on, the truth couldn't even fall on them. What a a place to be when truth can't fall on you, when truth can't rest on you, and you you can't grow out of the truth coming. What, what, a, what a rough place to be when, when someone can't speak that Jesus love you, this I know, for the Bible says so. And, and they're so hurt or they've been broken so many times that they can't even hear that truth. They can't land. There's no growth in them when they hear that truth. And, and what we have to do is continue to share the word. But, but, but the Bible's clear. Jesus is clear. He says, if you can't get this one, you're not going to really get any of them. If you can't get that, what you sow is what you're going to reap. You're not going to be able to get any of the other ones. You can go around and you can see this where people and believers who are quoting all these other promises, but are missing the real promise of whatsoever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. And and as the farmer sows, you got to sow, and it's got to be a part of of good ground. Sow kindness. Sow peace. Sow the goodwill of God. Sow that. Because again, if you're not sowing that, the harvest that's coming from what you are sowing may not look like the word of God that you keep quoting. And so we have to come back into that part that we're sowing. So you if you gotta understand that power that 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 parable because that's that's what it was all about. Life is a result of what you've sown. We we are living the harvest from yesterday's seeds and last week's commitments and last week's words and all of those things. Today, this was the harvest for what I did back then. And so, and then today's seeds will go in for what we will be living through the next days. If we don't get this quoting all the other stuff, realizing that we've sown in a way that cannot harvest from God. When he says, I can, I will not give you more than you can handle. And the verse that says that you will not have more than you can handle. There's a reason why things are not coming into our lives. And if we're praying and believing God for it, because we're not maturing enough to handle them. And so again, God, help me grow. Help my soil grow. Why am I so offended at certain things? Why am I so upset at certain truths? Help me grow so I can receive. My soil isn't right. I don't want it to be thorny. I don't want it to be rocky. But my soil isn't right. And then you have to say that, because in a way, and it doesn't matter what it is, there are times it can be whatever it may be. Maybe on your job, you're just tired of people telling you what to do, and you have to pray, God, help my soil to be humble. Give me humility. Bring humility to my soil that I may be able to receive that seed and, and grow, and grow from it. Uh, this is, is, is where we're living is that that harvest of yesterday is still so important. But even you think about that uh, in Matthew chapter 611 in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. In other words, give me what to sow today so I can have a tomorrow. Right in, in the Bible, that's the Lord's prayer that he get it. Even he put it in the Lord's Prayer said, If you don't get this one, you don't get any of them. But in the Lord's prayer, give me this day what I need to be sowing so I can even live daily. It is about the day that's daily. It's still about sowing and reaping. And it it's we're eating of today, we're eating of today for yesterday, and it gives us the bread and an appetite for tomorrow. So give me this day so I have an appetite for my tomorrow to eat what this day was accomplishing. Don't ever take your days off. Don't ever think your prayers are not working. Don't ever think your faith isn't alive. Don't ever think it isn't real because of the way things are going on around you. No, you need that bit, whatever you've been doing to God, to live and eat off of tomorrow because it's not about us. It's about God. It's about the faithfulness of God's word, it's about the faithfulness of His will. Well, adoration is what precedes restoration. Adore Jesus, give God glory, give him praise. Sow your worship to God, sow your praise to God, sow your thankfulness to God. And watch restoration come upon you. What we adore is a source from which we sow, making it a place to restore, it's the it's re- restoration. And I, and I always think about this in the, in the story of the rich young ruler. He had obeyed all of the religious rules. He had them down to a science. He had everything down to a pack. But if we take him back to the verse up here in Mark 4, if you don't get this one thing, you're going to get them on. Jesus said, okay, go and sell all you have. And let me say it just to go with the verse. Go sow what you have. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So all of that other stuff that he did and all the rituals that he went through when it came down to it, when you can't sow it, Right, You can't grow anymore. You're done. You're stuck. You stay right there. And he couldn't do it. He, wept. he walked away bitterly because he thought he was wealthy. But what he walked away from was a wealth of life with Christ. He wouldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Even though he kept all the fasting, he kept all the customs, but he didn't keep the part of giving himself, giving himself to God. amazing that we can carry so much of the word of God and, and struggle to forgive struggle to sow, God, I let it go, or struggle to sow, God, I'm just going to appreciate what you've done in my life right now, and struggle with that, and don't give that, and end up missing out on a life of faith, luxury, of, of healing, and restoration, and peace, and, and wisdom, because we won't sow that. And I, I welcome you to bring that to, to sow him because as rich as he was, he became so poor because he left like he was. He wasn't better. He was the same because of what he was unwilling to sell out. how What he was unwilling to get, as the, as the, as the, as the, as the verse says, get, get this one thing and, and follow me. So he, he just couldn't do it. So underwhelmed giving leads to underwhelmed living. If you don't want to give of yourself, you don't want to give of your opinion, you want to give that thing and let that thing go and sow it so God can grow everybody around you, you don't need to give your opinion to everything. Sometimes you need to just sow it into the kingdom of heaven and let him grow the relationships around you. And pride can keep us from great healing. Just think about this with Naaman and, and, and the leprosy. And, and, and Elisha told his servant, tell him, go go, go dunk in a pool for the, the Jordan River seven times and 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 had he not heeded to the wisdom of the servant that was with him he would have gone on sick pride if he god is telling you won't you dunk that thing now won't you dunk that hurt don't you dunk that opinion I'm trying to bring healing. You guys have got sores in your family. You got sores in generations that have been going on because no one wants to wash where I'm telling them to wash. No one wants to go and and give themselves up because they think like, I'm the one getting run over. I'm the one getting used. I'm the only one having to do what's right. And, And God is saying, I've called you to such a time as this to release your family from historical generational hurts and pains that have been carrying around. I need you to wash and that'll help everybody else learn how to stay clean. And God will call upon us to do such a thing as this. He'll be able to do it. And so you look at those things, that's our healing. So it is not just the riches, as, as the Bible talks about when they fell on thorny, thorny ground. And what kept them from getting it was that the deceitfulness of, of riches. There's a, there's a deceitfulness of riches that ruins. And, and in fact, riches or poverty reveals the heart. It, it, it'll expose it. There's a deceitfulness. There's enough part of people think that, that it says the love of money is the root of all evil. A lot of people think money is the root of all evil. No, it's the love of it. It's the deceitfulness that you can become because you get to a place of, of thinking that this is, this is now I've arrived. No, you arrived way before you had money and way before you were without it. You arrived because you came to Christ. When you showed up with Jesus, you were there. Plenty of you were there, and so even in this, as we as we talk about it, we can find out what what really has control on us, right? Because your heart will be revealed in that money; it'll be revealed in a lack of money; it'll be revealed in that. So we can find out what really has control based on what amount we get up to or down to that makes us quit trusting God. That's the deceitfulness. See, because if I get so much money, I'm like, I don't even have to trust God for my healing, trust God for anything else. But by the way, you will because there's something money can't purchase cancer-free. Money can't purchase the heart attack back. Girl, you can't purchase those things when they happen. So you need to trust God always. But, but there's, a time, there's a time where you get broke enough where you're not trusting God. You're just looking for opportunities. That's when you know it's become deceitful, when it becomes to a place, when you get to a place where you don't trust God, you trust your next scheme, your next theme, your next situation more than you would turn to God. Would you you'd rather get down and write out your plans than get down and pray to your God, to your heavenly father? And so that's where it becomes deceitfulness. That's where you're walking around your thorns. And any truth that comes to you, you can't hear because the thorns of the deceitfulness is there more than the truth that that is coming your way. So we can just leave that on. We can't just leave it on rich people. A poor person can quit trusting God as well, just as well, and look more for for, for making their next move and and thinking more about that instead of trusting God to bring them through and bring them, uh, give them victory over what they have. So our greatest thing, know this, sowing and reaping. You got to know that first. You got to know that most of all in Galatians chapter six and verse five through seven, Says, for each one should carry his own load, and that's that's a ministry all in itself. However, the one who receives instructions in the word must share in all good things with his instructor. Do not be deceived; God is not mocked, not as God is not to be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap in return. Right? It is through giving ourselves over to God. God's word that brings prosperity to the soul and prosperous soul will lead to a prosperous surrounding. There's no greater place to give than to give to your soul. Anything that doesn't give from your soul steals from your surroundings. If it's not a soul blessing, it's going to be a soul thief. It's going to steal from you. It's going to steal from your mind, will, and emotion. So spiritual growth is evidence that, that of maturity. Not just age. A lot of people think, well, because they had a certain age that they're mature. No, sometimes age traveled by itself. No maturity was brought alone. They didn't, they didn't check any bags in. So, so that, not that. The spiritual maturity is what determines whether you're growing in maturity or not. The circumstances will reveal whether age traveled alone because of the way a person behaves. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You sow to the spirit, you're going to reap the blessings of God. Whatsoever a man sows. You can't sit up and sow to the flesh and just because you pack your Bible around and because you sit around certain things but and, not, and you're not going to grow. You can't sit up in church and, 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 and be at home, sowing to your flesh and not treating everybody at your house right when you're trying to act a certain way in other places. You he get this one thing. Sower sows the word. Sow that word into you. Make sure you get that. Hosea chapter 8 and verse 6 through 8 says this. For this thing is from Israel. A craftsman made it, and, it's, and it is not God. It will be broken to pieces. The calf, the, the calf of Samaria, indeed, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. There is no standing grain. What sprouts, fall, what, what sprouts um, falls, fails to yield flour, even if it should produce, the, the foreigns would swallow up. Israel is swallowed up now. They are among the nations like worthless vessel. These are God's people. These are God's people, but they were sewing into so many other things. They were sewing into so much other stuff. And and it was even, I just recently heard a story of a of a great athlete who who lost one of his arms. And one of the things he started to compete in was handball. And handball is this real tough game you got to have you know really strong hands to do it but as they were going he was competing with other people and he was dominating these people with two hands and they their reporter asked him how can you how are you able to beat these men with two hands he says well when the ball is coming they have too many options they have to think about which hand they're going to hit with since i only have one this is that that my mind's already made up Do you have too many options? Are you losing because now God and other stuff is being placed up there and you think you're optioning out which one you're going to be able to use? But if we would just be honest, the commandment of God, the Lord thy God, is one God. Let that one thing so you're not opting in or opting out whether you're going to walk with God or walk by faith. You said, God, you're all I got. You're all I need. I'm swinging with this. I'm not going to use any other thing else. I'm not gonna let anything else come into that i'm i'm swinging with god almighty i'm swinging with that i'm tired of losing and looking like on the outside i had the advantage because i got all these options but if i don't opt out to say god is one god is the only one i'm struggling for restoration i'm struggling for peace if i don't let him be one so this is a this is a great example of god's people in this verse they were dividing their faith with cares of this world. I mean, you watch people go like, because there's a big thing in this world, they will kind of sacrifice the word of God or the truth of God so that they can get along with others. Well, let, let me tell you, that's not the way God worked. That's not the way Jesus rolled. No matter what it was, even when Peter was trying to get him to fight for something or, or they were even brought to him about John the Baptist was like, are you the one? Should we wait for another? And Jesus said, tell him what you see. Tell him what's happening. He says, I'm not gonna separate from God because of what's happening around me I know what's happening within me and so he kept going forward and so that that part of us were in James 1 8 says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways there's too many options you're becoming unstable at things you should be able to stand and grow from you're crumbling under because of your options it is a point of that part where you have to say I'm not going to opt out of God on my life and since I know I'm not opting out of God that's all I'm going to go with is who God is is and what god is about so it is the multiple options that invite confusion and it is during that phase the lord thy god is one god it becomes you question it that was what the devil did to uh, eve he gave her options did god really say all she had to do was stick with this tree i ain't gonna be up in it i'm not gonna be around it i know to stay away from this one that that, if that one option we, we we went there's victory in that one option, in that one option. But he gave her options. And, and after a while, once you think you have enough options, you can kind of get away from it. He questioned that belief. Worry and anxiety feeds the beast call confusion. I call it beast feeding. You've been beast feeding if you sit around and afraid, and confused. Just plant yourself in God and allow the harvest of his grace to consume your life. What the church sows will affect what the land reaps. And that is why we are called to humble ourselves and pray for healing. What the church sows, the land reap. Church, let's plant ourselves in faith and in prayer. Pray, I pray that sacrifice of God fall on you. Sacrifice, give yourself over to God like no other. And watch the fire of God fall. The fire of God fall of healing and restoration and peace and blessing. Watch it fall. But you've got to understand this one thing we must get. We must grasp. So let's pray. I want you to bow your heads and pray. I know I preach fast and furious. But I, I do want you to understand that, that God has, has God us. We must submit to what God has for us. Father, I just pray. I thank you for each and every person that is in the sound of my voice. I pray. And they hear your word. As you said, if we can rest everything on getting this, that whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. That a farmer goes out to sow. So we sow the word. We receive the sowing of the word. That, Lord God, we know our tomorrow, Lord, has a better landing place when the word is being sown today. I pray for healing. I pray for each and every person that's out there, Lord God, that has opened up doors to options and opened up doors to, to these other things. But Lord, I thank you for bringing them back to the one who's always been there when they didn't even love themselves, when they couldn't even lift their own heads. It's that one, it's that one. My God has always been there. My God has always lifted me. My God has always encouraged me when no one else wanted to, when even I didn't want to. My God has always been there. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. As we come back before you, Lord God, I don't want to carry my Bible, but not carry my faith and not be able to lift up the name of Jesus, no matter what. So Lord, we submit to you. We thank you for authority. Thank you, Lord. God, I I thank you for my mind being stable, that you are the Lord thy God is one. I'm not opening up the doors for options and missing opportunity to just bless you and you alone. Father, we thank you. Thank you for a mighty hand of God, for the miracle of God. We're not desperate, we're not lost, we're not out of place, Lord God. We're just in a time where we need to raise our hands to you and lift up the name of Jesus. I pray that if there's anyone out there that don't know you, that they pray the word of God to confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. And they pray this prayer that I believe Jesus died and rose from the grave on the third day that I might be born again. And that they receive their personal relationship with you. They receive the the very outpouring of the Holy Spirit, filling them up from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet to be able to receive eternity with Jesus forever. And Lord, we celebrate with them in Jesus' name. Amen. We are blessed and thankful and appreciate you. we see you guys next time. Huh? So smart.